This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page, and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions to set up a virtual or face-to-face meeting, or even give us some ideas for future podcasts. Now, I was flipping through channels the other day, and really, it doesn't matter what day you do this. It seems that there are a handful of movies that always come on, and one of them is Back to the Future. And I don't know if I'm stuck in some sort of time warp <laughs> loop or not, but it's a classic. And whenever I watch it, my imagination begins to wander. And I, you know, I like to think what I would do if I could jump into a time machine, hit 88 miles an hour and go back 30 years. You know, some of what I'd say to myself is pretty common sense. You know, don't worry about fitting in, pay more attention in chemistry class, that sort of thing. But I'd also give myself plenty of financial advice. And like many of you listening today, even I, yes, even I have made some financial mistakes along the way. No. And you know what? Yeah, it's true. It's perfectly normal though. But as I think about back to the future time machines, it occurs to me that for a lot of people, our kids and grandkids are something of a time machine. Now, thankfully, you don't have to hit 88 miles per hour to visit them and give them the kind of financial advice you wish somebody had given you when you were younger. But before we load up on the uh, DeLorean and the DeLorean lore and we head back in time, let me introduce not George McFly, but the doc to my <laughs> Marty McFly, Doc Brown, Tony Shore. How you doing? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist a little Back to the Future soundtrack action. I will grab my guitar and play the main guitar riff in that song. It's if you so don't good. Calm down. It's so good. So good. I love it when you grab your guitar. You know that. You're you're <laughs> yeah. people don't realize not only are you a financial guru, but you're a great musician. So I love it. And uh, just an apology to our listeners who have to endure the show today, uh, not because of your great facts and wisdom, but because of my voice. Um, I <laughs> got a little too excited this weekend, lost my voice, <laughs> which rarely happens, but about once a year, uh, I have this. I I have allergies, and it just leads to this. Uh, so anyway, I'm excited hey, to be here. You need to calm down at the Dogwood Festivals there, Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So uh, Back to the Future is our theme. I love this. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess you said I'm your uh, Doc Brown to your Marty McFly. And I used to, probably with my voice, I used to be able to do a perfect Christopher Lloyd impression. Oh, we will not Great. ask you to do that today. Great Save Scott. it for a future show. Bring it out of nowhere. All right. That's, that's not too good today. When my um, voice was changing, I could do a really good Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Great, Scott. Anyway, 
Um, that was a good introduction, though, and I, I think this is already shaping up to be a great show. I mean, we've already played Huey Lewis in the news. I mean, got look, that in. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, but a good topic. I mean, I've often thought about some of the choices I made when I was younger. Believe it or not, and you know, financial and otherwise, and and they make me cringe. Some of my choices. I think that happens to the best of us. But obviously, outside of books and movies, uh, time travel is still impossible. But I like your notion that our kids and grandkids are time machines for us. Uh, that's really interesting. I mean, uh, well, Marty McFly, of course, was able to travel through time in the DeLorean. He was able to see himself and his parents. Uh, we can see ourselves in our kids and grandkids, right? This is true. That's absolutely right. I mean, it, I guess that kind of goes without saying, right? But, you know, I think what one of the things we want to think about is there's something you should consider if you decide to share your financial financial lessons with your kids and grandkids. That is, share it all. You know, share your wins and your losses. Definitely share your mistakes. Like you said, we think back to some of those things we've done, whether it was financial or otherwise, and cringe a little bit. Now, our kids and grandkids love to hear about, like, you know, or, you know, poke fun of the pictures, like the hair and the fine, you know, fashion choices, those kind of things. But the financial ones aren't always in those pictures. And that's kind of the stuff you got to fill out. I for still them. do that with pictures of you. Yeah. Well, I still make easy. fun of your fashion choices <laughs> from last week. That's easy. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I am I am nothing of a fashionista. So my fashion choices always miss the mark. <laughs> but, well, uh, Captain Matt, we cut you some slack. Should I wear my good L.L. Bean fishing shirt or my old L.L. Bean fishing shirt? Those are your choices in the morning. I love that. Is it my Cabela's shorts or my Cabela's slacks? (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I'm one of those actually simple people. When I find a thing I like, I buy five of them. And that's what I wear until they're done. Yep. You and me both. Five pairs of pants, five pairs of shorts, five five shirts. And that's what I wear. I yep. uh, don't think about what I have to put on at any given Same. time. Same. Yeah. Um, but listen, you know, sharing, don't, don't do the casino method, which is how'd you do? I won 400 bucks. Okay. Did you, how much did you win in the meantime? How much were you actually up? Did you lose a 1200 to end up with only with winning? <laughs> yeah. 400? Yeah. Right. Tell the whole story. Uh, nothing can ease the sting of a past financial mistake, like making sure someone you care about doesn't make the same mistake. Now, there was an article in Money Talk News, which I think seven people have read. And, uh, but you know, sometimes these little, these articles pop up and they, and they really do create some good discussion topics. This one was called eight money lessons. You must teach your grandchildren. Yeah. Nine out of 10 radio co-hosts recommend this article. Yes, it's true. (laughs) And it does have some useful, or maybe even extremely useful guidance in it. But before we get rolling, let me say that the article mentions grandchildren a lot. But all of this advice, I think it applies just as well if you're the parent of a teenager or 20-something, or even if you're a full-grown or you know retired person thinking about your younger kids in some ways as well. Yeah. So what's the first piece of financial advice you want to talk about? Um, the first piece of financial advice I want to talk about is not putting too much stock in financial articles. <laughs> They're made to sell magazines, but the discussions you have around them can be very poignant. Now, yes. first one we want to think about is how about debt? It's like a pay, pair of handcuffs that are almost impossible to take off. Now, I don't care how good of a magician you might be. Debt is 
a pair that you might not be able to get out of without a lot of work. If you lose your job, you require medical care, your insurance doesn't cover, those debt handcuffs are going to make it even harder to successfully navigate through that situation. When you're wearing those debt handcuffs, somebody else has the key. So the longer you take to pay the debt off, the more interest charges mount, the more difficult the key to the handcuffs is to reach. If one of your favorite young pers- people, persons, is struggling with that, urge them to come with a up with a bold action plan immediately. Help them with any sort of debt, getting out of debt work that is possible, uh, debt counselors, whatever you can point them to. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. And in fact, you know, in back to the future, got to bring it back to our analogy here. Uh, Marty McFly turned to Doc Brown for advice and wisdom. So I would say if you know a young person who's struggling with debt, you might want to bring them in and meet with a financial services professional. It's never too young to start. Uh, once you're out of college and have your first full-time job, you should be working with a professional and you could serve as their own personal financial doc Brown. In a way that's, that's absolutely true. Listen, uh, so for something like getting out of debt, you may have a tried and true plan. You may, it's something a lot of people have been through. Sure. And if you have that open relationship with your kids, or your grandkids, that's a good one to help them work through or work through with them. If nothing else, you just get to spend that time. And again, you've probably worked through something like this. I got in trouble financially at the end of college for two things that were somewhat in my control, but also somewhat out of my control. I purchased something for a friend who was going to pay me back and did not structure it as a actual loan. And that friend never paid me back. And I also, uh, and early on in one of my first jobs submitted my last, uh, expense report. And I did that at the same time that I was leaving that job. And it was a weight off my back to leave this job. So I did this, like purge and I held a little bonfire in my backyard and I burned all my stuff to just get rid of the ghost of that job. Well, they never processed my last expense report and it was a big one. Oh, and no. so those two things combined really put me behind the eight ball. My mother, who's been in this business in the financial services industry for a long time, she sat me down. And even though I grew up in the business, I was almost out of my head. Of how am I going to get out of this? And working together, we put together things. I was out from under that debt before you you could imagine. And yeah, there were a lot of sacrifices to be had, but it worked, you know, uh, I, it's, I just think there's, there's nothing, there's nothing more important than this kind of ties into the next thing. And that's living below your means. When that happened, you can't, you know, what, whatever car I had, when I had that job, this great job, I had to, I had to reassess what I was doing. So, you know, buy, buy a reliable car, not the flashiest car, live with roommates until you've saved enough for a down payment on your own place, put together all the money that you need and pay down that big debt first with the highest interest rates, those kind of things. And now we mind also these the younger people in your life. A promotion or raise shouldn't automatically be an excuse to spend more on your lifestyle. Now, I, I didn't get into lifestyle problems. This was money I had to spend for work, but it was money that wasn't reimbursed. So it quickly became a lifestyle issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That I could see how that could happen. I, you know, I'd be willing to bet that uh, a lot of people out there that that first paycheck that they get, or especially the first pay raise, uh, they probably greeted that with a burst of spending on things that probably weren't necessary. Oh, I, yeah. I know I certainly uh, kick myself when I think about some of the stuff I was buying when I was 25 years old. How about you? Well, I've actually relatively been very frugal most of my life. Um, 
because, well, I, I took lessons from my grandfather who reused everything and found a way to repurpose so much stuff. And I, I used him as an example in my life as, you know, he had a relatively comfortable retirement and he was able to do that because of some of the sacrifices he made along the way. I did make, I got, I got a small inheritance when I was in college and I will say I did buy a really nice guitar, although I got it at an incredible discount. And I bought uh, some music gear that I would not have been able to afford otherwise. And it would have been made a ton more sense to have invested that money while I was in college. And it would be worth a lot more today. But I still have that guitar. I still have all that equipment, as a matter of fact. But uh, regardless, that was the, that was probably the biggest impulse thing I ever, <laughs> I ever bought at that point in my life. Well, but, I mean, if you uh, used it and it's lasted that long, it, it's not something that's really regrettable, I guess. No, it wasn't regrettable, but the only thing I regret is what more I could have done with that money in the meantime, you know, right. what it could have, right. what it would have done and helped me out of some of those jams. I wouldn't have gotten to that other jam if that cash was available at the time, you know, that sure. kind of thing. But regardless, I think all of us have made at least some decisions at 25 that we later came to regret. Uh, you know, it's going to happen. I've, I made some other ones that weren't, you know, big item things like that, but I definitely could have spent my money wiser at the time. Now, the next valuable lesson you may be able to share with a young person in your life is to pay themselves first. You know, urge them to generously contribute to their 401k or an IRA. If they don't have one, talk to them about how to set one up. If you know, Go to the financial professional. Help them figure out how to do those things. Explain how automating savings can help them avoid spending too much out of their paycheck. It, it, these days, you don't have to do the envelope system. You know, when I started, everything could be automated now. When I got this, I just made an envelope system. It was all these things. Money went into there. And I never got a dime to spend until all those envelopes were full for my obligations to pay off my debt and all my regular bills so it didn't get worse. So that was an easy way. You can do those things with apps now. Go online. Talk to them about some of the automated apps that you can use, the things, the throttles you can put on credit cards, et cetera. Right. And you know what? I, I mean, obviously, if you have stuff automatically taken out of your paycheck to go into savings accounts, 401ks, things like that. Um, out of sight, out of mind is the yeah. old uh, adage. And I think that's a useful tool. I, I know that helps me. It's yeah. forced. It's basically forced savings. And since you never saw it, it's like it was never there. You never had it. So you don't miss it. Yeah. And when a chunk of your paycheck automatically funneled into your chosen, re chosen retirement savings tool, you budget, your, your budget with, ends up in your debit account, you know, which means you aren't budgeting with money that you need for retirement. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so take a minute here, Matt. A lot of people out there might be thinking, well, I want a spending plan. I want a retirement income plan. I want to save for retirement. Uh, I know that you can help them uh, plan out a strategy and talk about these things. How can our listeners get a hold of you to do that? It's so simple, Tony. You can give us a call, 800-339-9252. If you don't like talking to people right on the phone, visit us online, compass-ltd.com, and request an appointment through the website. All right. So what do you have for us next? Well, the next thing I want to talk about, um, it, it, if this one connects with me, uh, it's don't allow yourself and your money to get caught in the latest fad. You know, sometimes the flavor of the month can leave a very bitter aftertaste. Like yep. I said, I'm not much of a fashionista, so I've never really wasted money on clothes. But, you know, and I you always, to me. But there are other trends besides clothes. 
that people yes, spend yes. money on. Yes, there are. Yeah. But that's the first one that always hits my head is what's the hottest fashion and, and clothing yourself, gilding yourself and those things. But yes, there's gilding. a lot of different things. You know, tell the young people in your life that the fatter their paycheck gets, the easier it is to become seduced by expensive cars, bigger houses. Um, I already mentioned clothes, things like what does that get you ultimately? Is that money better served with a new car today or a happier retirement tomorrow? I think you and I both know the answer to that question, and it's hard to convince. It would be hard to convince my 25-year-old self looking my this-age self in the eye of those things, but it's important to make sure the young people you care about know it. If they learn this lesson at 25 rather than 45, their financial lives are going to be so much easier. And in theory, as you get older, so will yours. Yeah, and I think it's critical also to make sure that uh, the young people in our lives uh, children, grandchildren, once they reach a certain age, make sure they understand that easy access to credit and credit cards isn't the same as actual wealth. I mean, so some of us uh, have a painful lesson that it takes uh, that we have to learn before we realize that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and for so many people, it comes to freshman year in college when everybody offers them every credit yep, card in the world. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Talk. You and I both have this going on next year. Our daughters are both heading off to college. Yep. Uh, you know this. That's. I know. I. I would trust that you're going to have that dis discussion with your daughter. I've already had it with mine. Do not fall for those credit cards. Get one. Nope spend a couple bucks that you know you can spend on it never use it for anything else use it for gas you need to start establishing your credit history but it's the easiest thing in the world i watched friends get destroyed by credit card debt in in when i was in college it was when college was slightly more affordable especially like if you're at like a state university or something but they they came out of school with more credit card debt than they had student loan debt at the time so mm. making you know prioritizing security over flash. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Now I, you know, I, I think the next critical piece of advice, save aggressively. I, I think that ties in with what we were just talking about really well. Young people need only remember that by focusing strongly on savings while they're in their early careers, they won't have as, they won't have to save as much money overall. Now, saving money, it's a long-term play. And even if you begin by putting away a modest amount, it's still likely to have major benefits down the road. Like I say now, one of those things I wish I had done with that money I, I had gotten in college. Again, it wasn't it wasn't going to change the world by any means, but it would have been a great start at some point to something I would have not had to worry about so much later. Ultimately, money that's saved today could potentially benefit from compound interest, the eighth wonder of the world that we're always talking about, Tony. Yep. Market upticks. And money that's saved at a younger age has a longer runway to recover from market downswings. And when you begin saving money early, you have more opportunity to work with a financial services professional to tweak your investment preferences. Hey, if you get some of that money put away young, you open up a whole world of possibilities. There's a lot of people that won't even take you on if you don't have a certain amount of money. And maybe you only can invest in certain classes of mutual funds or a certain family of them because you don't have enough money to get into a broader piece of the market. But if you're making the right decisions, all, all of a sudden the whole world of investing can open up to you. Yeah. And I can't even begin to guess how many of our listeners out there have probably said to themselves, man, if I'd only started saving money when I was in my twenties, I've said that many times. Every morning I get up and <laughs> every night before I go to bed. Uh, but the more you save at a young age, obviously the smoother the path to the kind of retirement and lifestyle you're going to want is going to be. 
yeah, and I think it's important to remember. Listen, you, there, you you'll see some memes going around online. If you invested a hundred dollars a month at twelve oh, yeah. percent yeah. return until you were 20, 30. Uh, first of all, remember, you're not going to get twelve percent every given year. More than I, I shouldn't. You can't guarantee that, but boy, if you're getting twelve percent every given year, yeah, you're doing great. Okay, but so, but just say it's six, say it's eight. It's still doing way more than money not saved. So not making the making that savings. But commitment some years early. you could have zero. Some years you could have zero. You some years have you could have negative zero. twelve. Yeah. But it could average out to ten to ten to twelve percent over a course of any given year, but you're not going to see those 12% returns that they show on these memes, but don't get me wrong. Don't ignore it because that's not re you know, more than likely reality. It's, it's the, the lesson to be learned from that meme is saving now makes a huge difference down the road. Um, you know, the more discipline you are with saving money at a young age, the more likely it is you'll have the money you need in the future. When maybe it's just for the down payment on a house or a ve- a bigger vehicle as your family expands, not just because you want the biggest truck on the block or, or for a new water heater when the old one hits the bricks in the middle of the night. That's another important time to have some extra money around. Beyond hammering away at the idea of saving money, it's critical to make sure young folks you care about also set reasonable financial goals. You'll help them avoid goals that are too broad, like buying a house or saving for retirement and paying their bills. Let, so saying that, let's use the home as an example. Push the person you're dealing with to get specific. I, almost, I just had a hard time saying specific. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I used to tease my brother about that all the time. What kind of home do you think they'll want? You know, Is it going to be new construction? Is it going to be a classic Victorian with the beautiful turret up the side? You know, will they want to live in the city? Are they going to live in the suburbs, the middle of nowhere? You know, do they want to live on grid, off grid? Do they want to use utilize a large down payment to limit the size of their monthly mortgage payment? Getting specific presents goals that have clear and achievable benchmarks. Well-defined goals are much more achievable goals. Exactly. I, I think you make a great point there. And I think that setting goals, obviously, and having benchmarks, that's huge. And I think this is a good opportunity for our listeners to use themselves as an example. Sit down with a young person. Describe how, uh, when you were young, goal setting made a huge difference in your own financial journey. or you know, let's say you didn't set goals at a young age, <laughs> let, let them know how your path would have been easier and how, when you did set goals later, how much it, it meant. Yeah. And I'll say this, it, it's an old saying, but it's a tried but true one. If you think it, ink it. When you set that goal, write it down and look at it as often as you can. It'll help keep you guided towards that. Now, uh, next tip I want to talk about, don't believe everything you hear about money. Now, this is another place you may be able to use a lot of your own personal experience. You know, young people, whether it's now 2021 or back in during the Spanish flu of 1921 or even in 1821 when something else probably horrible happened, you know, they're influenced by popular culture. It's part of being young, but you should remind them not to put too much stock in pop culture. Whatever the get rich quick scheme is, designer clothes, glitzy cars, can't miss stocks that are all celebrated in movies can very much and absolutely skew reality for some young people. Urge your kids instead, urge your grandkids instead to read the finance or money section of trustworthy news sites. Give them copies of financial planning books. Bring them to your advisor. Let your advisor, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with my clients, kids and grandkids and gone over what we call our financial 101, especially as they're heading off to college, that kind of thing. 
help them understand that there's a bigger world out there than just the you know debit card they may have been using for the last couple of years. Share everything and anything you've learned along the way. Movies and pop culture are all about fun and escaping. And don't and again, a lot of the magazines about finance are about selling articles, but even in those, you're going to find some good tips. And when you pull them all together and you distill it down to the basics, you know, really see what's behind each one of these different articles, you're going to find that it comes down to some, in the end, it's going to be some financial truths. And it's, it's so important to stick to reality when it comes to finances. Well, is this your way of telling me that Doc Brown's time machine from Back to the Future is unlikely to become a reality? Well, with the flux capacitor, yes, but not with a warp drive, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> warp drives have just been, I don't know how much you read science articles. Those are some of my favorite to read. I just find it so interesting. I'm too busy with books about submarines. So uh, I don't okay. really Well, have... there's a, oh, you're just... becoming your father. <laughs> ah, um, there you go. <laughs> the, uh, the, there's, the warp drive is actually becoming, they, they think it, if, if, if they're going to, travel through time that's the way it's going to be it's wow. pretty if you interesting read look it up it's, it's pretty cool um it's the difference between a flux capacitor you know moving you through time that way and, and, and like uh, folding a cloth <laughs> and like trying to get from one side of that cloth the other folding it takes a while space. and you cl and you fold yep. it together then you yep. only have to go we from have one star side trek to, to thank for that concept yeah initially. the concept yeah um it's funny now <laughs> Um, but you, you know, you might want to get a second opinion about the, about these, you know, warp drives and flux capacitors from your <laughs> friendly neighborhood inventor. Uh, but when it comes to helping your beloved young people find their financial way at a young age, you should also encourage them to set their own spending limits. You know, credit card companies, like I was saying, the, are only too eager to tell them how much they can spend, but are they, are, are they the best source? You know, uh, yes. If they have a good app and you can kind of throttle it again, what you're doing, that's one thing. But encourage your young people to build a budget and then block out all the noise and stick to it. Use those things as a framework, but don't count on them to help you make the decisions that are going to set your path to true. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think this has been a great topic today. We're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? You know, I want to add that I'm still kind of bummed I didn't grab my guitar and join in. To oh, the, yeah. How we can, but I'm not going to do it. We're not going to, we'll, yeah. we'll add a song another time as, as the faithful listeners of this show know, you know, one out of every 80 shows or so there's a song involved, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta go to the deep cuts to find those. Yeah, you do. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, if I want to add anything, it's, if any of these things, if any of the kids, your kids, your grandkids, your grandkids, kids, depending on where you are, may, or again, maybe it's just your grown adult children don't exactly have all this information. They're not exactly on the right path. They have a lot of these questions. Help them find a, a good financial services professional. I highly recommend if you have, if you've been a hundred percent satisfied with your advisor, bring them to your advisor. If you're retired and you have that financial plan in place, all these boxes have been checked and you're kind of in this, Hey, I'm enjoying retirement the way I defined it, the way we worked through this together. And this plan is working out great. If that's all doing well, why not f bring that person to, and, and show them the steps that you took to get there? You don't have to share every intimate financial detail of your life, but you can get them to understand the big picture. The more I will tell you, the more 
you, your kids, the grandkids have a good idea of what it is you've done and done right and a better idea what the whole picture is, the more likely this nest egg that you've built, if you have anything left, is able to grow to just pass on to generation to generation to generation, actually creating wealth for you and your offspring. Now, don't get me wrong. You might want to spend your last penny with your last breath. That's absolutely acceptable too. But if that's the case, why not at least give your kids and your grandkids the blueprint to do the same thing for them so that they can have it the same way you did? If you don't have one that you're working with currently or you haven't been 100% satisfied with the one you have, give us a call, 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. We'll sit down, tell you the steps you need to take, put those plans together and you know the next steps you're going to have to take from there to make sure it becomes reality so that not only you get that life you want to have now, but you can keep an eye on the life you want to have in the future. All right. Well, thanks, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. A registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities LLC and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.